This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Monday, January 9th, 2023, I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you had a great weekend. Ah, it's still pretty mild out here in the Midwest. It's in the 40s today. It's uh, going to be sunny out, too. It's going to be a nice walking weather through the woods. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, drop your email address in. We'll send you a notice when our episodes come out. These are your top five headlines starting a new week. As we come into the second week of the new year, let's start off with headline number five. The Biden administration orders El Paso to clean up border ahead of Biden's visit. From Town Hall, the Biden administration is being criticized for ordering local and state authorities to clean up the streets and arrest illegal migrants in El Paso, Texas, just in time for President Joe Biden's visit. The move seems to be an attempt to paint a much different picture than what is happening at the southern border. El Paso sector border patrol agents and local police officers cleared the streets so that when media outlets arrive for Biden's first ever visit, it will look like a crisis isn't happening at all. Mark Levin This is what dictatorships do. Greg Abbott, El Paso rushes to remove illegal immigrants and migrant camps that are crowding downtown before Biden arrives. Predictable, Biden does not want America to see the chaos that he has caused on the border. This is just a photo op and a game of pretend. All right, so, uh, wow. I mean, what do you think, America? The president's trying to hide what's happening on the southern border. Do you think that's possible? doesn't take very much to dig in. Check out the documentaries. Go to SalemNow.com. Check out some of uh, Charlie Kirk's five-part series on the border crisis. You'll find out that what's really happening down on the border with the cartels. Very, very sophisticated on the southern side and the northern side. Joe Biden just playing a game of hide-and-seek. It's not going to work. The American people are wise to it. we got to put our foot down. We need to speak up, call your representatives. Republicans have the majority now, so make sure you put the fire to your representatives. Make sure you call them. Tell them that you want them to investigate what's going on in the border. They control the purse strings. They should be able to make an effort, at least an effort. They have only one branch of government right now. But they, if they're serious, they can make an effort and at least slow it down, cut the funding where the president and the Senate wants to take us. All right, headline number four. Oregon Education Department wants schools to hide gender identities from parents and teach queer theory. From the town hall, a guide published by the Oregon Public of Education, ODE, encourages schools to hide students' gender identity from their parents. 
In the 48-page document, the guide tells students to hide their gender identity from parents as well as pushes the woke ideology queer theory and the idea that a person can be a different gender from what they were biologically born. Titled Supporting Gender Expansive Students, Guidance for Schools explains what to do if students are concerned about their parents finding out about their gender preference. Okay, so this is a big problem. You don't have the schools playing parents. The parents are the ones that are responsible for their children. The government does not decide for the children what they believe. This is a parental issue. They should be reporting these things to their parents, not hiding it. This is common sense. This is how far the left has taken our educational system. This is what the woke ideology is all about. You can read about it in The Triumph of Good by Thomas Cromwell. talks about Marxism and how they've been attacking our social infrastructure to break down the morality of the family. And it's just a, a secular movement that has infiltrated the education system. So it's, uh, it's in a city that is uh, very far left. Oregon is a far leftist state. But this is very uh, revealing. This is shocking, actually, the fact that they're hiding children's identity from their gender identity. This is something the schools have no business being involved in, and the parents should be well aware of what their children are doing. That's how it should be set up. All right, headline number three. Christy Nome demands accountability after the federal government leaks Social Security number of her family. Fox News, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome is demanding answers on how federal agencies allowed her personal information to become public in the aftermath of record releases from the January 6th committee, as well as how these agencies plan to combat the potential results of this leak. Christy Nome, my lawyers have asked the White House, the U.S. National Archives, and Benny G. Thompson, which of them is responsible for leaking the Social Security numbers of me, my husband, my three kids, and my son-in-law? What specific measures and remedies will be taken to protect our identities? Town Hall. Noam said that when she and her family visited former President Trump at the White House in December of 2020, their personal information was recorded on visitor logs, which then became evidence for the January 6th committee. As a result, the unredacted Social Security numbers were put into a spreadsheet and then posted online this week, which was taken down on Wednesday. All right, so this is the government politicization, the weaponization of the government, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, the bureaucratic state, where the those that are in control think that they can just be the police of thought and ideas and to expose people's information thinking that they're doing the right thing. This is an ideological front that we're fighting. It's very unfortunate that we can't trust our government because there's people inside the government that want to do harm to individuals for no just reason. The fact that she just came in to visit the president, she's the governor of a state. You don't know why she was visiting the, uh, the president of the United States. Could have been on a state issue. Or it could have been uh, her support of the president. doesn't matter. She has that right as an American. And nobody has the right to take that sensitive information and put it online like that. So I hope they get down to the bottom of it. I hope that guy gets slapped with a fine or thrown in jail for exposing that information. Because it's not right. 
It's ideologically driven, and it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help any cause. It only creates more division and also makes them at risk from crazy people taking advantage of that information, wrecking their credit, destroying their lives, and it really has to stop. All right, headline number two. Damar Hamlin supports team from hospital. God using me in a different way today. From the Daily Wire, recovering Buffalo Bills, safety DeMar Hamlin shared a game day message for his team just hours before they were set to play the New England Patriots in their first game since his terrifying injury. DeMar Hamlin, game day. Nothing I want more than to be running out that tunnel with my brothers. God using me in a different way today. Tell someone you love them today. Reporter Romy Bean, what a powerful sight. All Titans and Jags players praying together for DeMar Hamlin before the game. Harris Faulkner, final score that truly matters, faith wins. It's really amazing uh, the repercussions or the, the waves that were created when the, those teams got down and prayed for DeMar when he had his cardiac arrest on the, on the field during the game that created this big explosion of uh, interest in prayer and faith. I don't know if you've seen some of the things that have happened. I, the one that was most shocking was ESPN. The announcer on there was took a moment of prayer, and everybody had their, their heads bowed. And they were praying for DeMar. It was very emotional, very revealing, especially for ESPN, who over the years have really started to lean far left in their wokeism and all the uh, isms that come with the far left, they've been promoting on ESPN. It's turned a lot of people off. But this was a, a moment where people really came together with prayer, and it's extended into uh, far beyond uh, just that football game now. It's almost like a revival of prayer and faith in America in 2023 because God knows we need it. Our nation is more divided than ever. We need to come together in prayer and unity we're the United States of America, not the divided States of America. And so I hope that this is a, a harbinger or a, a sign of the new year, 2023, what we can look forward to in this year ahead of us. So a great story, story of faith, story of sports, all combined together. All right, headline number one, Kevin McCarthy addresses Congress for the first time as Speaker. Daily Wire, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, delivered his first address as Speaker shortly after midnight on Saturday following the 15th round of voting for the position. McCarthy won with 216 votes over Representative Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat from New York, with 211 votes because five Republican members voted present, thus lowering the bar needed for McCarthy to clinch the position. From the post-millennial, Kevin McCarthy, I know this night is late, but when we come back, our very first bill will repeal the funding for 87,000 new IRS agents. Host Jesse Kelly. These are the concessions Kevin McCarthy made to get the votes. Do keep in mind that 90% of the GOP pundit class fought against these things for the last few days. You would have had none of this if they got their way. Okay, so uh, we've been talking about this all last week. The media, the left, wanted to make it out to be some bad thing. They were all ranting and raving of how disgusting the Republicans are, and it's the downfall of the party, and McCarthy's shamed, and blah, 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 this and that. 
But hey, man, that's how the that's how our system of government works. I mean, seriously, you got to debate things. Got to stand up for what you believe in this country. Only in dictatorships like communist North Korea or the CCP does everybody vote in lockstep to whoever the leader is. That's totalitarianism. Our founding fathers built this nation to give us our right of free speech and expression and to be proud of it. People should be happy that there was debate going on, that they just didn't vote as one block and just to follow like lemmings, but they were speaking up for their values and what they felt was right for our country at this time. So all those naysayers out there, all those people that were bashing that those six or 10 or 20 people that were opposing Speaker McCarthy, they all came together in the end. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. America's fine. That's what it's all about. It's all about speaking your mind, not being afraid, and fighting for your values. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Monday morning, second week of January 2023. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Have a great start to the new week, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you all. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.